to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm author, filmmaker, and book devourer, Mallory O'Mara. And I'm Bria Grant, actress, filmmaker, and e-reader. This episode, we're checking off another box on our Reading Glasses 2019 Reader Challenge, showing author some love, and, and, we've got author Sarah Kuhn on today to talk about it. But first... What are you reading, Bria? Oh, I read a book that you and I have been talking about for a while, and it took me so long to actually read it, called, um... It's called The Blinds by Adam Sternberg. Ugh, wicked I could good. not put that book down. Wicked fucking good, right? Yeah, so good. Um, so essentially, Mallory's talked about it on the show before, so I won't bore you with those of you who've listened to every episode of Reading Glasses. Uh, but it's a near future in which you can delete parts of people's memories and um, all of these people who are who need to delete a part of their memory because they're criminals go to this one de- desert sort of town and like 40 of them live there together and you don't really know what the other people have done because they don't know what they've done and yeah. they don't know who they are and they have new names and some of them there are actually just innocents but they can't ever go out into the world because their lives are in danger and then some of them are uh are criminals but nobody and, knows who's who that's yeah, the thing yeah nobody knows who's who and then chaos happens but it's great and it's told from like several different viewpoints which is really interesting like one is the viewpoint of the sheriff um it is like you cannot put it down and if you like it's like part mystery part um uh sci-fi and like i don't know it's just it's a, really well i'd written. say it's a thriller yeah part yeah that thriller. mystery is in a hurry you're right it is a mystery in a hurry so probably a thriller <laughs> probably a thriller but i loved it i thought it was so good uh what, what are you reading so i just recently went i'm gonna do the thing that you normally do Go. where um i just went away uh for a week in a cabin mid book tour to like save my decaying mental health and like read a ton of books and and ate a lot of snacks i've actually i just i feel like i'm being a bria this week mm. it was great um uh, but i had a bunch of people on social media ask me about the books i was reading so i'm going to talk about a couple that i read and loved and the one i'm going to talk about on this episode is a book uh called dig by a.s king who mm. is a um she's a ya author and she writes really fucking weird ya and i've read her before and i love her this might this is probably my, the best my favorite book that i've ever read from her and it's about this small Pennsylvania town and the lives of these various teenagers who are there, but they they don't have their real names. They're they're called by um like these weird like there's a girl who uh works at a drive through and she has to and has to deal with her really racist parents and she uh so she calls herself Can I help you? Because she works at the drive through. Um and it's all these really weird teenagers and and it's a little bit a uh, little bit supernatural in the way that like there's this one girl and she can flicker from place to place. Oh wow. And you can't tell if she really can or not or if that's just like in her head. Yeah. Um but AS King does this really great job of capturing how shitty it is to be a teenager and be trapped and like deal with parents who one of the one of the central plots of the book is dealing with parents like nowadays uh parents that are racist or misogynist or like have these old world views and you're a teenager and you know that you know better but you were young and people think that you don't know anything and you're like no i know that this is terrible and like how how teenagers are struggling to feel like they can do something about that Mm. so it is so good i could not put it down it's so well written it moves so fast and it's just it's a beautiful beautiful book and so that's dig by a.s king uh, and mine is The Blinds by Adam Sternberg. 
So we want to take a moment to share some listener feedback. Lindsay wrote in about book gifts. I think I can beat out for most passive aggressive book gift. When I was seven, my best friend at the time gave me a book about how to be a good friend for my birthday. (laughs) At the time, I didn't understand the shade she was throwing at me, and I don't ever remember reading it, probably because the third Harry Potter book had just come out. Looking back as an adult, I still wonder what I could have done as a seven-year-old to be such a bad friend as to warrant this gift. Wow. It's pretty funny. I like that. I don't like you're still uh, thinking about your life choices. Mm. Um, Leo wrote in about stuff found in books and said that over the years, I've collected a nice little pile of bookmarks, postcards, and photos that other people have left tucked into books at the library or, or used bookstore. But my favorite has got to be this handmade card for a nap business. <laughs> and then uh, Leah included a photo. I actually keep it displayed on my desk because it made me laugh so much, and I relate to the sentiment deeply. Um, the card says, contact hours. Almost never. Definitely not weekends. I'll be asleep. I'll be asleep.com. <laughs> Amazing. And then Nicole wrote in with a wheelhouse. Uh, so Nicole's wheelhouse is stories about nuns or female saints, both fiction and non. Wow. Stories about courtesans, nonfiction and fiction as well. Anything with priestesses, druids, wise women on the cover. I'm, I'm sensing a theme here. This yes. Is yeah. Extremely uh-huh. badass. <laughs> also, nonfiction about herbalism, wildcrafting, and or plant identification. I think wow. Nicole is a, is a witch. And Definitely I, a witch. She's incredible. Um, comics which both make me laugh out loud and break my heart, like Sex Criminal Saga and The Wicked and The Divine. And does it have D&D? Yes, please. Nicole, I want you to, I want to go to I your house like in the woods. I already your friend. Yes. I, I want to go to your house in the woods, and I want to hex some people with you. Yeah, I feel like this person's already in your friend group. Uh, so you can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. If you want a list of all the books we talk about on the show, deliver to your inbox every month. Sign up for our newsletter. There's a link in the show notes. And before we talk about author love with Sarah Kuhn, we're going to take a quick break. Reading Glasses is brought in part to you by Arm & Hammer Cloud Control Cat Litter. We both have cats. Mallory and I both have cats. I have one. She has two. We love our cats. In fact, Mallory thinks her cat is her Patronus. I think my cat is spying on me and trying to convince me to do his bidding. He's evil, but I like him anyway. He's very beautiful, and his name is Malachi. But you know what I don't love about my cat? Cleaning up. Cleaning up after that cat. No, thank you. But you do. You have to clean up the litter box. But this is why Arm & Hammer created New Cloud Control Litter. There is no cloud of nasties here. It's 100% dust-free, free of heavy perfumes, and helps reduce airborne dander from when you scoop. So what happens is that the litter actually stays in the litter box where it belongs. Because you know when you walk around on the floor and there's all that dust and gross stuff. Oh, I just hate it so much. But this will free you from all of that. New Cloud Control Cat Litter by Arm & Hammer. More power to you. Hey, Max Fun listeners. Have you been listening to Max Fun for a while and you've just been wondering, where's the new Flat Earth podcast I keep hearing about? Well, here it is. We give you all the facts on NASA's lies and how we know that the Earth is actually flat. Just, just kidding. kidding. <laughs> this is Ono, Ross, and Carrie, and we join fringe religious groups. We undergo alternative medical treatments. And we hang out with people like 9-11 truthers, flat earthers. We find out why do people believe strange things. We join them, and we tell you all about it. We have a lot of fun. We make a lot of friends. Yeah, we do. We joined the Mormons. We joined the Scientologists. We got acupunctured. We got fire cupped. We got ear candled. We've done it all, and we're going to keep doing it all. Why don't you check out Ono, Ross, and Carrie at MaximumFun.org?
This week, it's all about showing authors some love. One of the boxes in the activity portion of the 2019 Reading Glasses Reader Challenge is to let an author know that you love their work, whether it's a tweet or an email or I guess however... Don't mail stuff to authors. It's kind of creepy. Um, we've got author Sarah Kuhn here today to talk about why that's important for both readers and for authors. But first, Sarah, what are you reading? Um, I am reading a couple things. Uh, first, I was going to mention A Prince on Paper by Alyssa Cole. Ooh. It's part of her Reluctant Royals series. Oh, yeah. Those have really good covers. And it's amazing. It's one of my favorite contemporary series right now. Um, it's basically uh, the grown-up Princess Diaries with black women heroines. Wow. And it's amazing i just i Alyssa Cole is one of those writers who just makes me like delighted but also seethingly jealous because she can write <laughs> anything she writes great humor she writes great drama she writes great feels and romance of course <laughs> um, very important in romance very important yeah. <laughs> so that series is amazing and that is um the third book in the trilogy before she launches into kind of the next phase of the series so awesome. i'm excited to read that and I'm also starting uh, Magic for Liars by oh. Sarah Gailey. That's really funny because the guest we have coming in in a half an hour, in like 45 minutes, is Sarah Gailey. Sarah Gailey. <laughs> do you know Sarah? I do. Oh, that's super, because we have a double Sarah day. Double Sarah day. Well, you got two of the best Sarahs. My yeah, we have completely unbiased. High quality Sarahs. <laughs> Top Sarahs. Top Sarahs. <laughs> Top shelf Sarahs. Um, no, I I mean, I'm a sucker for Sarah's writing. I think oh, that they're so good. Um, they're they're so, so good. good. Such vivid descriptions, such amazing characters. And I'm excited for this one because um, I also love. Always that contrast between the mundane and the fantastical. Um, so having a murder at a magic school is like my catnip. Um, and of course, with, you know, sister drama and surly teenage girls, which are also my catnip. Oh, so. yeah. Bria just finished it. I just finished it. So good. <laughs> I love yeah, it. So it's good. Really good. Yeah. So you want to tell us about your new book? Sure. Um, I, forgot my, I forgot my, my, my arc for you to sign. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Um I can sign anything for you at any time. Um, right now, they're, yeah. just, they're just signing each other's arms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got a Sharpie for that. Um, it's called I Love You So Mochi, and it's the story of a Japanese-American fashionista, kind of some shades of Claudia Kishi, who a lot of us grew up with. Um, and she goes to Japan for spring break, and she falls for a guy who is an aspiring med student, but he also... Moonlights as a costumed mochi mascot That's at so his uncle's <laughs> so mochi cute. stand. So that kind of gives you an idea of the tone. Um, kind of what I'm going <laughs> so for. So good. Um, it's just kind of all cute all the time. There's lots of cute animals. There's a pug cafe that they visit in Kyoto. If you are stressed <laughs> out right now, please buy this book. <laughs> yeah, like, that's kind of what I was aiming for. Um, there's lots of food. They go to Japanese McDonald's at one point. Nice. Um, and then because a lot of this was kind of based on my Japanese-American and Japanese family, there's lots of drama. Nice. So, um, Speaking of stress and drama, <laughs> it came out today when we're recording this. Yes. How are you feeling? I feel do good. Do we need to do a check-in, like no, a group? Um, <laughs> no, I feel good. Um, it's my way debut, but I have already uh, debuted once in um, adult sci-fi romance. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like it's um, 
it's exciting, um, but I don't have quite the same level of anxiety. Yeah, yeah. You've, broke, you've broken the seal. I mean, yeah, it's still anxiety-inducing because it's kind of something new for me and um, new category, new genre. Don't know. You're rocking it. How people are going to react. You're rocking it. Thank you. Do you do anything to, like, like self-care-wise? Do you do anything? <laughs> what is your advice for people? Um, She's like, I have a box of wine behind me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do. That is correct. Um, you know... I don't know. I feel like I usually I am so stressed during the lead up that I don't always remember to do something nice for myself on yeah. the day. Out. I am t- um, no, you're here. You're, you're in like a tiny <laughs> no, studio. This is nice. This is nice. Um, but you know, I try to have like a very maybe like low key something happening with friends, but usually not related to the book. So like tonight, um, my friend Tom got us tickets to go to this like special fried chicken dinner. Nice. Um, I thought that sounded good. It's you know, it's not like in honor of the book. <laughs> but... Sometimes it's nice to step away from that world for a little yeah, bit, though. Thinking about the book so much in the on like on the in the lead up to launch that just not thinking about it for a little bit is like oh. yes yeah. like having a celebration but it doesn't have to be like all about the book because presumably you're going to celebrate it a lot at events and yeah. with readers and so yeah fried chicken celebration there you go extremely <laughs> smart <laughs> so first let's talk a little bit about why it's important for authors to hear from fans because. People need to remember that writing is lonely. <laughs> and if you're an author like me or like Bria or like Sarah or well, you, you, I don't know if you read reviews. I don't read reviews. Do you read reviews? Not really. I mean, uh, sometimes like at the very beginning, like I kind of want to get an idea of how the book is maybe going over or yeah. if things that I intended are landing yeah. or, yeah. you know, if people are appreciate the, the cuteness factor with this one or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But um, at some point I do have to stop. I have yeah. to like stop looking at Goodreads and anything like yeah. that because it does then end up sucking out a lot of your time and and your soul and your soul (laughs) (laughs) so uh, for authors like us almost all the good things we hear about our books are from nice people telling at least for me like i hear nice people telling me about my book on the internet Mm. and like Mm. that and, and i see a lot of fans apologizing for it and oh my gosh do not do that let's talk mm. about why it's good for us as authors to hear from fans. Oh wait, wait, but first I have I have facts. <laughs> I want that I want y'all to guess. You have facts. I have facts. Do you want to know who received the most fan mail ever in a single year according to the Guinness Book of World Records? It's not going to be who you think it is. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. No. You're you have do you have a guess? Sarah? Oh gosh, I don't know. I rolling? No. It is the highest confirmed. Now, this is confirmed because you have to, like, for the Guinness Book of World Records, you have to, like, submit. And Can you imagine kind of Stephen King hauling a, bo- a <laughs> yeah, yeah, bag yeah. of mail down to the, to but, the like, to, the, to get, what is it, by number, by weight, by? Uh, they did number. They did number. Private citizen number was 900,000 letters. Letters. This is back when they were counting letters. Yeah. I don't think we're doing, this is, yeah, like, fan mail. Yeah. Um, by baseball star Hank Aaron. Oh. Because it was delivered, oh, the. The post, the U.S. Postal Department reported this in 1974, but about a third were letters of hate because he beat Babe Ruth's uh, uh, career for home runs, his career record. Wow. So that was like, it was like... Back in the day when trolls had to write <laughs> things 900,000, 300,000 of that was wow. just straight up oh, hate man. mail. Um, okay, longest running fan club. This one you're also not going to get. Is, it, is this <laughs> authors or just general people? General people. 
According to the Guinness Book of World Records. So, like, you have to think about it in that way. Ah. Uh, go back. Go old, but, oh like, like you know, like 30s. Marilyn Monroe. Okay, that's, an, that's yeah, okay. I'm not going to have a good guess for any of these. Okay. I always forget everything I've I ever I think Jesus known. still counts. It's, yeah, Jesus is a good That's guess. not a fan club. Um, <laughs> that's called it, the Christian Church. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, where's the line, really? <laughs> um, the International Club Crosby. For Bing Crosby was founded in 1936. What a wholesome club. Has a one, yeah. 1,050 members worldwide as of 2007. Wow. And it's been around, uh, they have an official magazine called Bing Gang. <laughs> I'll let that okay. sit for a moment. <laughs> Bing Gang. It's published twice a year. Wow. It's the longest running fan club. still going? Uh, yeah, I think can it's still going. Still, Who are so, they writing can to? Can you subscribe to <laughs> you, you can and you should. <laughs> right. So, Sarah, what like when you get fan mail, what do you feel? I mean, if you want me to be honest, I I usually cry um, <laughs> because in a good way. I should specify. Um, happy crying. Yeah, I mean, I grew up in fandom, as I think a lot of us did. Yeah, I, grew, I think all, all of us. Yeah, did. like being obsessed with books. Um, I think books saved me a lot, and so. The idea that my work might have reached someone in the same way that authors reached me is still a very, like, mind-blown situation um, every time. And I also love seeing people's, like, different interpretations of my books. Um, I love seeing them say, especially Asian girls, that they saw themselves in the books. Um, I grew up not seeing myself very much at all, especially in these sort of fun, joyful stories that I like and that I write, like superheroes and romance and um, sci-fi and fantasy and all that good stuff. So having someone tell me that usually does make me cry still. Aw, that's so sweet. That's amazing. (laughs) What about you, Bria? I was going to say, you must cry too because I've met you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'll get to that in a second. Bria, Bria, Um, how do you feel? Yeah, no, it feels nice. I used to have a public email address um, that I would, when I started on Heroes, I, st- I started a public email address. And I would respond to every single person who wrote me an email. Wow. And I was, it was like, it took a lot of time, but it was really important to me. Um, and then I would also get physical letters, not to my house. If you happen to find my address, <laughs> don't send it to me. I would send it, They if you would send stuff to my manager, I would yeah. also respond to those. But the problem is now, I just... Don't have as much time. Yeah. So, and I don't know how to get into that email address anymore. I don't know the password. Oh, no. Uh, so I can't respond to those. But I love when I get a nice tweet. Yeah. <laughs> so sure. nice tweet, nice Instagram. Hey, I love your work. I get, I love it. I mean, I think that's part of, I mean, it's not why we do it. I mean, I think I definitely would still create art in a vacuum. But I do think that it is the, sometimes the encouraging bump you need to keep going on days where it seems like it's going to be not worth it yeah yeah for sure yeah it's it makes my day every fucking time like work writing a book is it's such a long and difficult process and like knowing that the book really connected with someone makes all of that work feel Mm. worth it especially since right now i'm working on a new one and i'm like just getting into the trenches on it and like getting those emails reminds me that like that feeling is Mm. way on the other side of what i'm doing right now (laughs) you know and it it never ever bothers me with when it's positive praise i always get confused when people are like i'm so sorry to bother you i just want to tell you i'm like are you kidding me this is amazing (laughs) yeah you didn't like interrupt someone you didn't like interrupt someone during breakfast with their mom like they're checking email (laughs) like it's a or checking the internet so i think it's okay to like we wouldn't be on social media if we didn't you know want some sort of engagement yeah i don't think because that is Mm -hmm. why you get on social media and also authors are 
fragile and need lots of positive reinforcement. Yeah, yeah. Well, seriously, we're like yeah. we're like beetles. I'm like, please interrupt me during breakfast. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, also say something nice. That's fine. Also, yeah. I gotta say, it makes you look cool as fuck <laughs> to all the other people that are with you. You go up to an author. Okay, I'm gonna tell you right now, unless they are like flying a plane or like trying to resuscitate someone. If you find an author and they are doing something in public, it's totally okay to go up and say, hey, I just want to let you know I yeah. love it at work. You're gonna, a, you're going to make their day, but also you're going to make them look cool as fuck to all cool the people that are around them. And they're like going to be like, damn, look at Sarah. That's so <laughs> cool. That you're going to cool. make their fucking day. Yeah, I would be, I would be, you know, aware. Yes. I would say like I've been interrupted in times where I'm like, I am having a breakup conversation. <laughs> well, that's what, that's like, what I mean. Unless yeah. you're like in the, if someone's like doing something like, you know. Honestly, I'm going to say like, it's fine. But I think as long as you know the out of, hey, love your work and then just get yeah. Yeah, yeah, don't That's just stand fine. there. But I'm, I mean, yeah, I, I've been interrupted in like very yeah. awkward, like, yeah, oh, I, you know what? I'm actually crying over something. <laughs> Can we not have a conversation? Yeah. I, um, I've just, you just made me remember a time where I was, nobody interrupted me. This person was very considerate and um, kind. But, um, I sometimes do write in public oh. and especially at a certain bookstore, which people know about now, um, which is awesome. And I always appreciate it when someone comes up to me. But one time I was writing there and I was sick. I had a cold and I looked really terrible and I was wearing basically pajamas <laughs> and I was shoving Wendy's in my face and sitting on the couch right across from me was a girl who was reading my book. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Oh, my and God. Was, and you're like, don't look at me. I, well, I sort of had the thing of like, she probably doesn't, like, my picture isn't on the cover. I'm like, she probably doesn't know who I am. I can be gross, like, whatever. Um, but I was very self-consciously trying not to, like, meet her eyes or, like, stare at her. Like, or, like, hold the Wendy's bag yeah. up really high. <laughs> Do you think she knew? She did because she tweeted about it later. <laughs> and she was like, I read... I read Heroin Complex while I was sitting across from Sarah Kean, and I was like, okay, so you did see me being totally nasty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's it's great. Fine. I think that's sure definitely like, fine. look, if you're in an event or something that you're prepared to see people at, like, totally great. Go up yeah. to them. I think it's the weird, like, oh, you know what? I am buying, like, some, I'm buying tampons. Like, you know, like, that's yeah. when it starts to get a little, like, oh, like, I'm just trying to be a person. <laughs> and I like struggle with personality. Celebrities, they're just like a Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buying tampons. I remember one time when we were, at, we were grocery shopping at Trader Joe's, and we were both, like, tired and our, like, not nice clothes and the cashier was like are you Maria Grant <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and, I think we and I'm bought, sure I was not I'm very nice very and nice. I'm, I am Bria Grant so I am gonna answer yes <laughs> uh, and especially listen I think the difference between just between authors maybe and like um uh, actors or something like that is um, that if you recognize an author, mm. you have to be a pretty big fan That's and you've looked I mean. up their photo. Sure. I think authors are very, yeah. very. You know what I mean? Like you, you've looked them up, so you aren't like I know you. What TV show are you on? You're yeah, not yeah. asking that question. You aren't like what book did you write? You probably <laughs> fucking know. Yeah, which yeah. I think makes it a little bit more like a nice fandom. Yeah, right? does that make sense? Oh, for no, sure. I think for actors, like a lot of times we think we know them because we see them on TV. I'm mm -hmm. sure you can attest to that. Um, and also, I mean, I sometimes have to stop myself living in LA because I'll see someone and I'll be like, I recognize that person. And then I have to stop and be like, do I recognize them? Because I actually know yeah. them. Yeah. I have from a problem TV in LA too. Or from, yeah. you know, I, I am not just going to go up to someone and be like, you're my friend. I, yeah. when, I first, box. when I first <laughs> went to LA, Tiffany Amber Thiessen came into the restaurant oh, I worked oh my at. God. And I was like, 
I felt like I knew her, but I was like, I can't act like that. And I like, <laughs> no. I, it was like this moment where I like, it, you know, this was like 13 years ago or something, but I was like, wow, this is what it's like to see a celebrity mm-hmm. that you grew up with. Mm-hmm. And so like, yeah. I understand, like, you know, you get it, but I, you know, you have to play it real cool. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, it's like we said, author, I mean, authors are people like you just be cognizant or like you're because you're gonna have that moment of like oh my god I know you but then you have to have a moment of like okay but what are they doing <laughs> what, what are, like we have to but look then at them don't as like an actual stand behind person. a bush and like do a spy <laughs> <laughs> like, like uh, you, the, the hedge parts and you just, your face comes out like are they happy so how do we all show authors love Sarah how do you sh- like as, from from the other side of it yes. speaking, of, speaking of hiding in a hedge You're hiding in a hedge I ha- I've hidden many hedges no I'm just kidding I never do that um, <laughs> um i do a lot of shouting on twitter um but uh i also wanted to say that uh this kind of actually is leads out from our conversation just now i have gotten a little bit better about um telling authors how much i love their work in person when i see it, that's them hard at, to do it's really hard mm-hmm. to do when I, but you know being an author we see a lot of fellow authors yeah. at festivals and conventions and i think before i was always very afraid of making things weird, which is what yeah. like we just talked about. But especially coming up from fandom, there's a for some people there's a weird line of be, be, being a pro and being a fan, and you never want to yes. dip back over because you feel like you're like <laughs> you know lessening yourself in some way. But it's so I saw a great tweet by V.E. Schwab mm-hmm. who where she was talking about how someone described her as a Neil Gaiman fangirl and she had a moment where she was like but I'm an author too she's like but I can be both yes yeah we, yeah we can be many things we contain multitudes <laughs> um, but you know I I do I think like a lot of people who came up in fandom I, I do feel kind of awkward sometimes and like my enthusiasm might be too much um, so one time I did actually run away and hide behind a bookshelf um, because, <laughs> and pull out one book so you can peek yeah, one just eye. my eye um, because I saw Nalini Singh and I am a huge fan of hers like I love her side changeling series I think she is amazing and I think that I was just afraid that I, my love would be overwhelming and I would uh. make it weird. Um, but I think now that I've been on the receiving end of some of that enthusiasm, I do understand that pretty much any time someone says, I love your books, it's not a bad thing. It's yeah. not weird. Right, yeah. Um, it's actually pretty awesome. So if I ever get a chance to meet Nalini Singh again, I will try to be brave be cool. and I'll try not to make it weird. You're not and I won't hide behind a bookshelf. We trust you, Sarah. But I understand. Right? I understand the need <laughs> to hide behind a bookshelf. I get that. What do you do, Bria? Uh, what? When I show, when I, to show people I like them? Well, I talk about them on our show. Yeah. Mm, I do that quite a bit. Mm. We have a platform for this, so that's nice. We can shout out authors all day and hopefully they get some attention. We put their names in our show notes and we put their we link to their books and like try to get people to buy their stuff. I feel like that's great. I tell people, um people a lot of because we do this show, I think, but even before that, people would always see me reading and they're like, What are you reading? And then I would love to recommend books mm-hmm. to people. And I give a good star rating on Goodreads. Mm-hmm. I try to do that like really consistently because I know it affects Yes. Authors' works. I mean, it's tough for me because I don't reach out to the director. Sometimes I'll give a follow on Twitter. You gotta yeah. do it for the reading glasses challenge this year, though. I know I'm gonna have to reach out <laughs> to somebody directly. It's just I, you I could, do, you could like, just do Sarah. And if somebody, <laughs> Sarah, I love your work. <laughs> um, that was even awkward. A little like I felt I uncomfortable. Like, and then I think sometimes too, like one thing we didn't talk about as much is like being 
awkward authors, sometimes being on the receiving end of that, we also make it weird. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like my eyes, like, like you notice, I just immediately, like, avoided your eyes. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I was like, I can't like, where did Sarah go? <laughs> yeah. direct compliment. That's, like, there's so against yeah. everything. Yeah. No, I think, like, no, sometimes yeah. it's hard for us just to be, like, thank you. Instead yeah. of, like, no, wait, let me tell you all the things, things that are bad, that are about, bad about, about it. Or, like, let me deflect and be, like, it's not that great. Well, it's like when or, someone tells you you're hot, you're, hot, you're like, no. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to sit in it and just be like, yes, thank, thank you. Thank you. Because yeah. you have yeah. to respect that it's hard for them to do it. Right. Yeah. And like I always tell when I do signings and people come up and they're like, I'm so afraid. I'm like, authors are like spiders. We're more afraid of you <laughs> than you are of us. Okay. So true. <laughs> uh, what do you do to make people feel when you like someone's stuff? It, show them it, it took me a while, but also it makes me feel, once I got over that hump, it makes mm. me feel good to tell authors how much mm-hmm. I love their work. And I lo- like I love being a fan. I love being excited. I've only ever had one bad author experience, and it took me a while to get over it, and I did. I will never disclose the name of this oh, author. No. Uh, but it is, I met them in London at a publishing party, and I went up to them to tell them how much I love their work. And I'm not going to give any details about the book because <laughs> I don't ever want anyone to guess it. But this author was like... Yeah, well, I only wrote that because literary fiction doesn't sell, and I know genre stuff does. Oh and I, no. this particular character with one of my my favorite character dies at the end, and they were like, "Yeah, I shouldn't have killed that character. It was a stupid idea." What? And I like wow. you could he- hear my little heart breaking. Oh, oh god! And it took me. And after that, I was like, "I'm never talking to another author." <laughs> and I got over it because most authors are not like that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and I. So what I do, I mean, my favorite thing to do is I love talking about books and authors on the internet. And my thing is, if you do it on the internet, which is why I like tweeting to authors rather than just sending them an email, is that other people might see it. Mm-hmm. And decide to buy the book based off mm-hmm. how you felt about it. I've had that happen multiple times where someone will jump into a thread and mm-hmm. be like, wow, this book looks amazing. And I just ordered it. It happened recently mm-hmm. with um, Sarah Gailey's Magic for Liars, uh, Emily Duncan's Wicked Saints. Like, you know, people see that stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's books thrive on word of mouth. So you can literally, and we all know, you can help an author so much by praising them online because people will see that and be like, oh, I should buy that. And like, I'll definitely still email authors. But nowadays, I usually tweet about them because I'll help. it'll help their yeah. book sales. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. So do we have, let's put some together some do's and don'ts tips for readers who want to send their favorite authors some love. Sarah, do you have some do's and don'ts? Um, I mean, I think we've covered a lot of the do's, which are like, do it yeah. and, you know, be enthusiastic and don't be too self-conscious and don't worry as much. Um, I just wrote down one don't, which is um, don't try to compliment a book by insulting the genre it is in. Thank you. Um, Thank you. This is good. I know what's... Or putting down other books. Yeah. Like, I know what's meant by this. I think it's to try to show that you won them over, that, like, they thought your book was so good that you won them over, and that maybe it wasn't something they would usually try or be into. But there's a better way to articulate it. But there's a better way to say it. And, you know, sometimes saying something like, you know, I usually think romance is trite, shallow, slop, but I loved your book yeah. is actually not really a compliment. No. <laughs> because if I'm writing in a genre, I think this is true of almost everyone except maybe the author you just yeah, that, met. That, that fucking <laughs> author um, who I would never <laughs> name. Usually, usually I'm a big reader of that genre. Yeah. Like, I love that genre. I They're coming to your neighborhood of, yeah. and throwing dog poop on the sidewalk. So, obviously, I love it as a reader and a writer, and that is kind of like an insult to me like wrapped in a compliment yeah Um, and to probably a lot of people I'm friends with so I would say just like even if it's something that um brought you to a genre maybe a better way to go about it is like oh this isn't my usual kind of thing 
but I loved your book. Is there anything else like this that you can? Oh, that's really good. Yeah, that's I like good that. Idea. That's a really positive way. Because to... usually there is some. You you know, it's not yeah. like um, in genres like. Of course, there are. A lot of every book is lovely and unique, but usually there's something that, you know, if you like this, you can recommend yeah. something else. And then awesome. you're getting in a cool, cool conversation with an author you like about books, which exactly. authors love to talk about. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Bria, what are your do's and don'ts? Um, mine are mostly, so I, n- people don't write me often about my, my, my comic book writing. Um, They're going too soon, so, though. Well, we'll see. We'll see. They sometimes write me about my directing um, uh, and I, and I guess my TV, TV writing, but um um, one don't, this is, but you don't have to comment on people's looks. Yeah. <laughs> if you've seen them on TV, yeah. this is just a TV thing mostly, but, um, I felt like for so long, especially when I was first on TV, people would see me in person and be like, or they'd be, first of all, they would be like, you know, you're so beautiful and talented. I'm like, I, I, I it actually is like not that yeah. important to me. And I know it's a, it's a compliment, but you don't have to. And I think people do no. it with you where they want to talk to you about your hair or your tattoos uh, or something. It, it bothers me a lot especially because you're taking time out of that interaction to talk about something that has nothing to do with it. Like, I'm like, all right, here, I only have a limited amount of time on stage or whatever to do this talk. And like, there's only so many questions that I can answer during a Q and a, I don't want to answer a question for the millionth time about how I get my hair this color. If you've never, if this is the first time you're ever listening to the podcast, I have blue and purple hair and I'm covered in tattoos. And I'm like, I only, it, it feels unfair that for other, like, you know, other people, I have to, I have less time to talk about my actual book and I have right. to talk about what I look like. But I do think it's an okay tweet because I often need to yeah. know where to go get my hair done. And <laughs> I, I, like, I like, hey, you, I like your hair. Where do you get that done? Yeah, like, that's, that's different. Fine. But like, but if like you're in person or something. Yeah, you don't need to. Yeah, like, You never know how people feel about their own looks. Like, mm-hmm. it's just yeah. like, it's not something, just focus on what you're talking, like the the point of the interaction. Yeah. Um. I have a lot of don'ts, which is horrible, but uh, you don't have to tell them you didn't like something. This is kind of like yeah. yours, where like I think that people often want to wedge it into a compliment, where they're like, "I liked everything, but I didn't like this." And I'm like, right. "Oh God, <laughs> why did you tell me that?" Like yeah. you, don't, you actually, I didn't ask. Like so, if I didn't ask yeah. if you liked this, I'll ask, and then you're totally allowed. Like uh, I was in a movie recently, and like someone said they saw it, and of course I was like, "Well, how did you feel?" And like they wanted to tell me, and they didn't like that movie that much, which was fine, and that's on me. I asked. I should have just said, "But you, Thank you for watching that it. indie." It, it wasn't like they just like burst in yeah, and like I'm going to totally. tell you all the things I feel <laughs> about this. Because people love like, to tell you, tell yeah, me. I mean, as sure. an actor, that's a big like. People will be like, "I hated this one episode of this thing you did." And I'm like. Cool. Thank you. Nothing <laughs> I can do about it. Yeah. Well, that's the um, other thing is it's not like you're going to go rewrite the book or like yeah. do change anything. Yeah. But um, I say like a do like a positive don't is like don't feel bad about encroaching on someone's day. Mm-hmm. Like don't feel bad about yeah. tweeting someone and being like, hey, I enjoyed the thing, the thing that you did. I enjoyed the art because I think the problem is we make so much of this art in a vacuum. We come up with these ideas and we're like, is this a good idea? I don't know. And you question it 400 billion times before anyone sees it in any way, shape, or form, any kind of art you're making. And I think someone confirming like, you know what? That did mean a lot for me to Mm -hmm. me in the way you meant it or maybe in another way, which is really important for us to keep going, like I said. Yeah. Um, What about you? What You got some do's or don'ts? I have have some of both. One, um, my thing is the people have been doing to me a lot with Lady from the Black Lagoon you don't need to tell me about the people who didn't like my book (laughs) a lot of people tweet at me and talk to me in person they're like I know that a lot of people hated it because it's so feminist but I loved it I'm like you don't need to remind me about the men on the internet who want me to kill myself you just don't need to do that I already know Yeah, (laughs) they make it known to me and the thing is when you hear a negative comment 
that stays with you for it's like it's like a nuclear bomb. It has like a half life or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, you're like compared to the regular your compliments. Yeah. Like I'm not remembering that you came to tell me how much you love my book. I'm remembering that you reminded me about all the men on the internet who want me to fall into a volcano and die. Right. Yeah. And so you don't you just don't need to do that. Um and also don't be offended if you tweeted an author email and they don't respond. Oh yeah, for it's, sure. I promised my well, a. I promised myself I wouldn't answer any fan mail until my book tour is over, and I have another month. Um, so I have like a lot of emails sitting in a special folder in my Gmail mm-hmm. account that I'm gonna get to. Uh, and also, it's really easy to miss tweets on the internet. You know, you never yeah. know someone might be traveling. Every once in a while, a tweet will just go through. So don't be mad if you tweeted an author and they don't like it. Yeah. You know, it's totally okay. Maybe they lost the password to their Gmail account. This <laughs> yep. is a public just email address that's attached to their website. Um, <laughs> my, Who could say? <laughs> my do is to try to keep it short and. And sweet um sometime even when you're emailing an author like you know some people really want to open up about like personal things and it's like a long long email and it's just uh sometimes it can you, know, you don't know how to respond to it you know and so keeping it short and sweet invite at least at the start like you said when you were you were inviting something like yeah. Don't don't dump something out immediately. If you like a great way to start with an author is just like, hey, I really love your work. I meant this to me. Boom. And if they're like, hey, well, what did you feel like? Like, you know, there's a lot of things in in my book that are hard and uh, hard to talk about. I talk about, a, a, you know, sexual harassment and being a woman in, 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 in many industries. So if I like and I like having those conversations if I invite them, but sometimes maybe an author's on their way to something like you know, maybe you're at the airport and you don't want someone to be like, hey, can I tell you about the time that I was sexually harassed? And you're just like, my heart can't take this right now. <laughs> like, it's a, I, it's a great, easy way to just let someone know that you are cool and you can hang. And if they invite that kind of conversation, totally fine. I think what you said earlier about celebs being people too, we can just say <laughs> authors are people too. Oh, authors, authors are people are too. As it turns out, too. they're author they're they're scared to talk to you. <laughs> yes. They're may not have much time. Sometimes they're in their pajamas eating Wendy's. Yep. Yes. We don't know. You don't know what their day is like. Yes. I think to being aware of that, like self awareness and awareness of the person you're approaching. Yes. Yeah. Like I did a signing where the signing was done and we were all packing up and I had to pee so bad. Oh. I had been up there for like hours and then some guy who had already got his stuff signed came back around and had a story he wanted to tell me and like literally no one else is in the room. Everything's oh. packed up. And all I'm like, dude, I have to... And finally I was like, sir... Thank you so much, but I real I've been sitting here and I'm so thirsty and I'm so tired. And I have to be so bad. And he was like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I didn't even think about that." And just remember that authors are are people. Sarah, before we wrap this up, you have a new book coming out. What is yes. the best way for people to compliment you on the book? <laughs> well, they can uh, tweet me. I'm just at my name at Sarah Kuhn. Um and that's like your favorite. You like yeah, the tweets. Yeah, yeah, I like the tweets. I like the you tweets. know, I, I, I also, like those tweets. <laughs> I mean, like Mallory said, like sometimes something will escape my notice, but usually I'll be able to scroll back and see it eventually. Um and people can email me through my website. It's just heroinecomplex.com. Either of those ways, I think, are probably good. Great. So you can send your thoughts on author love to reading glasses podcast at gmail.com. And before we solve a reader problem, we're going to take a quick break. Reading glasses is supported in part by the great courses. And as avid readers, our joy of learning never stops. 
we got to take the art of reading. And let me tell you, we learned so, so much. The Great Courses offers over 600 in-depth courses as well as a streaming service. And they're all presented by bright, engaging experts like the award-winning professor, Timothy Spurgeon, who showed us how to appreciate fiction in the art of reading. It's an amazing course. And for a limited time, our listeners can purchase a digital copy of The Art of Reading from The Great Courses for just $29.95. That is a huge savings, $29.95. Normally, it's much more. You will save $185. That's a lot of money. But this incredible offer is only available through our special URL, thegreatcourses.com slash glasses. So don't wait. Go to thegreatcourses.com slash glasses. Hey, if you like your podcast to be focused and well-researched and your podcast host to be uncharismatic, unhorny strangers who have no interest in horses, then this is not the podcast for you. Yeah, and what's your deal? (laughs) I'm Emily. I'm Lisa. Our show's called Baby Geniuses. And its hosts are horny adult idiots. We discover weird Wikipedia pages every episode. We discuss institutional misogyny. We ask each other the dumbest questions, and our listeners won't stop sending us pictures of their butts. We haven't asked them to stop, but they also aren't stopping. Join us on Baby Geniuses every other week on MaximumFun.org. Now it's time to solve a bookish problem from one of our listeners. Shannon writes in, I work at a library and one of my regular duties is to sort through the donations. Every once in a while, we'll get ARCs in our donation bin. If if you're listening to the show for the first time, ARCs are advanced reader copies that are not real books. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they're real books. Yeah, they're not like a hologram, it's but they're like, like yeah. they're like. It's like you gotta open it up, and there's like a secret stash of drugs inside, <laughs> cut out or something, or snacks. <laughs> uh, they're a book that uh, the publisher sends out with, you know, before the book is ready for publication. Um, and sometimes they make it out into the world. And so, and they, Sharon says, as you know, we can't add these to our collection or sell them in our book sale. Can you two think of a good place for these books to go? Thanks, Bria. What does Shannon do? My first suggestion is give them out as Christmas gifts. <laughs> Christmas You're so holiday. Thrifty, what holiday are you it. celebrating? Listen, I love a I love a weird story of a gift. So if you if you come across an arc and you can't, I don't know, giving it to someone seems like a great idea. I don't know if that's legal for uh it's totally you just can't for, sell it. Yeah. You, you can't sell, sell it or put it in the library. To take yeah. it. Right. Okay. Well, I would say take and give give those give those away. I I mean, those people they don't want they can't do anything with them. I would say do that. Also, um is it the Iliad that has a nice free box outside yes. of it? Yeah. So I was thinking like maybe a free box at the library. Mm-hmm. My only question is to y'all as authors, if you saw your book, an arc in the free box, would you have a heart attack? No. Would you be arc. cool with that? Yeah. No, it's okay. If, unless yeah. it was like in a box that was labeled shitty books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't yeah. care. Yeah. But it, but it wouldn't be like. I mean, it's an arc, which I feel like you kind of, like, don't want out there. That's well, my question, I we guess. did talk a little bit before uh, the show, Mallory, about oh, yeah. how, like, uh, sometimes authors wish that arcs would all, like, spontaneously combust <laughs> oh, on pub day. And it's just because, again, like, we're a little bit neurotic and insecure. And yes. arcs have all our mistakes in them. Yeah. Because they, it's usually post-copy edit, but it's before the, the past pages where you make all the last corrections and where I usually There's a lot find, of fucking typos in the Lady yeah, from the Black Lagoon arc, uh, let me tell you. And there's usually something that's, like, on the first page that it's been through, like, so many people. And yep. so many, and you're like, how is that really obvious mistake still there? Yep. Um, so just for that, I think sometimes we're like, ooh. But I feel like the content is usually, like, 
it's almost final. Yeah. So I, I don't feel like if someone's reading it, hopefully that one. I'm not mortified won't. by it. Yeah. And I know that some people collect them. I've done signings where mm-hmm. some, I, the last signing I did, some guy was like, I bought this arc on eBay. Oh, wow. Like, like, that's his thing. Part of me wanted to be like, why? <laughs> you For less money, you can get a final copy. <laughs> but that's but like his thing. I like It's that. like that's a collector's thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, Shannon should keep the donation train going. I donate a lot of my arcs to the Women's Prison Book Program, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. And they're just amazing. And that's like a great place to send them. Uh, and also, if there's a little free library in the area, you can bring them there. There's a lot of good that you can do with arcs in your community because they're, you know, they're just great for kids if they're like kids' books because they can get their little jelly fingers. I just imagine children are always covered in jelly. <laughs> when you said that, I thought of fingers made of jelly. And I was like, gross! But no, that also makes sense. Children are covered in something sticky I think Usually. about 90% of the time. Yeah. yeah, 90% of the time there's something sticky on their face or hands. Yes, for sure. Or both. Uh, Sarah, what do you think? Um, well, I agree with a lot of those suggestions. Um, when I have arcs that I can't use anymore, I will donate them or put them in the little free library or um, give them to people who I think would enjoy them and might spread you know, the word of the book and the author on social media. But I was also going to add one possibly controversial suggestion. I, we agree with you on this Which is to recycle them because they're paper. Um, And a lot of times they may be reborn as new arcs. Yeah. Um, But, you know, I think like... Imagining you holding a bunch of paper up like the Lion King. Uh, Right now. (laughs) A brand new arc. That's exactly... And and it flies off into the distance. How it happens. Um, That's how books are made. At least in my mind. Um, but no, I think like, I know that I, as like a book person, like at first had a lot of guilt over throwing something away yeah, that looks well, like a book. Yeah, books precious objects. Yeah. You know? And also I think a lot of us grew up like, you know, maybe without a lot of money, like books are a luxury. Like yeah. being able to have books is like a luxury. So I understand why that's hard, but the arc won't feel bad. The no. arc might come back and, you know, like that maybe way. Maybe it'll come back as an even better book. Exactly. Who knows? Or maybe even like a bunch of paper napkins to wipe yeah. jelly on children's <laughs> faces. There are many ways this could be useful. <laughs> so. yeah. And if, if you're keeping them for your home, um, what I do is that I have a little like um, wooden box that I keep by the door and we, you have a party and like, you know, just put a little sign This is free books. Oh, yeah. And I've taken that. books from your free book thing. Yeah. Books that I read on my Kindle and then I'm like, I would like to own it. And then I now I have the physical copy. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It's That's just great. there's a lot. There, there's many lives that ARCs can mm-hmm, have, mm-hmm. I think. And I know that for, in Shannon's particular case, this is a library. So I don't know if, you know, she's going to haul <laughs> 900 ARCs home. But it, I, you know, I think that I wouldn't feel bad about swiping a few and bringing yeah. them yeah. home. I agree. If you mm-hmm. want to read them. So, Sarah, we where where can we find we talk, we know where we can find you online. Where can yes. we find I love you so mochi? I mean, you can find it pretty much anywhere you can buy books. You can find it on, you know, Amazon and Indiebound and Barnes and Noble and all those good places. And um if I have a preferred place to order from uh, one of our local bookstores, the Rip Bodice, which is where I have all my events, they're my home bookstore. Um, here in LA and they have a website they do ship you can order it through that you can also order signed copies through that brilliant well speaking of signed copies do you have any events that are coming up that you want to plug yes I will be at San Diego Comic Con as I usually am I should be there the whole time we're setting up some fun panels and events Um, so that would probably be 
the main place to catch me over the summer. And then I might be doing some other things in the later summer and fall, but I'm also trying to um, get back into the writing cave and work on all the things I have to do. Yay. <laughs> you got this. You got this. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate, like I said, we're fragile, so I appreciate the uh, positive reinforcement. That's, well, that's the other good thing is that hearing from author to author, you know, sometimes it's nice to just be like, you got this. You can do this. You, got it. you can do it. Yes. So if you want us to solve your reader problem, you can send it to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. If you want to buy Sarah's book, there's a link right in the show notes and you can get it and feel soothed by <laughs> its lovely cuteness. Uh, as always, we want to thank Danielle and Kathy who run our Facebook group and Chrissy and Rachel who moderate our Goodreads page. Remember that you can buy reading glasses, tote bags and shirts and bookmarks in the Maximum Fun store. You can look cool. And show off your love of reading at the same time and help us feed our cats. Uh, And if you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. It's free. It helps us out so much. It helps us get more listeners. It helps us, our our fragile podcaster egos, feel better about ourselves. (laughs) You can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at readinggpodcast and on Instagram at readingglassespodcast. And you can always follow along on our bookish adventures using the general hashtag readingglassespodcast. Thanks for listening and thanks for reading. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.